ExtraordinaryChurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. So if you look through your Bible, Luke chapter 15, and this is a very popular uh, passage of Scripture uh, and that you probably hear preached many times in your life. But I'm here to preach to you uh, something that God has put in my heart. I believe so. And I believe that it's the Word of the Lord. And I believe that God will speak to you where you're at because it, it is true that we are all in different stages of our journey uh, to see God one day. And although we're in different stages, we're all in this together. And the truth of the matter is that it doesn't matter where you're at, we have more in common than we don't. So we ought to do this together. We gotta remain together. And this is what I'm aiming to with this, with, with this word that God has spoken to my life. So this is the, par- the parable of the prodigal son. And since you're probably in the comfort of your house and uh, we're not at church, I am going to read a few verses and I hope that that's okay with you. You can just follow with me. And the word of the Lord says, and he said, being Jesus, Jesus said, there was a man that had two sons and the younger one of them said to his father, father, give me the share of my property that it's coming to me. And he divided the property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he took and journeyed into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in the country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who who sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pots that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. No one had the dignity of even giving him the food that the pigs deserved. But when he came to himself, and this is where I want us to draw our thought today. And when he came, when the prodigal son came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants had more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your as one of your higher servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was yet a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and run. The father run and embraced him and kissed him. And then, and then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let us eat and celebrate for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is now found. And they begun to celebrate. Praise God. What a powerful word of the Lord and what an anointing and powerful scripture that we have here today. And with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you, welcome home. Welcome home. I've had the opportunity over the years to travel quite a bit. 
I've been very blessed to do it for pleasure, but as well do it for ministry. And I can tell you, I love traveling. If you were to ask me what is one of the things that I enjoy the most, it is traveling. I enjoy traveling. I enjoy seeing new places. I enjoy cultures. I enjoy food. I enjoy food from different places. I enjoy meeting locals. I enjoy learning languages. It is just something that comes from me. And I think it comes from my grandfather, my mother, passing to me. My grandfather is the same. My mother is the same. And we just enjoy doing it as a family. I enjoy doing it by myself. But in all this traveling, I found uh, different things that I really, really like the idea of traveling. But there is one thing that I do not like about traveling, and that's not being able to be home. I enjoy going to different places, but I miss my, my home. I miss my bed. I miss the comfort of my, of my house. I miss that. And I'm pretty sure it's the same thing for you. I'm pretty sure that it doesn't matter how luxurious the hotel is or how broken down the hotel is, you miss your own bed. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure that it doesn't matter where in the world you go to, if you travel for too long, there is just that longing to be in your own house with your people, in your own living room, in your own bedroom, in your own bathroom, with your own things that you missed. And you can't really travel with your home. Your home can only be in one place. And though you miss that, we still out and venture with the desire that we can and we will be able to come home. Only think about the people who were traveling while all these travel bans were put in place and are trapped in different countries. Though they are maybe in a different country and they should be happy that they were traveling, I am pretty sure that they miss home. I am pretty sure that they miss the comfort of, their, of being able to speak English, of eat well-known food or be in their house, in their bedrooms. And the same thing happens in your life because your home is where you have your sanity and your comfort. Your home is your sanctuary. It's where you can find yourself at peace and truly ultimately be 100% of yourself. That is the only place in this world where you can take all the makeup off, where you can take all the mask off and you can be truly yourself. And no one has the right to tell you, fix yourself up because you're at home. You are where home is. Home is where you belong. Home is where you let down and you become yourself. You can travel the entire world and belong for as long as you want. But the longing of being home, it's always going to remain in the inside of you. And I started to think to myself, if my physical body needs a home, how much more my soul and my spirit? You can only feel at home when you are in a place of rest, in a place where you can truly be yourself. And this is where I'm drawing my thought here today because we spent life trying to fit in places and trying to belong to groups and, and trying to become like somebody else and trying to be in places where we think we can assimilate ourselves. And the process of assimilation can be painful because you have to gain customs or lose customs or you, can, you have to gain uh, 
certain personality traits or you have to let go of other personality traits, but you are you you always longing for that desire to feel like you're part of the crew or you feel like you're part of the group that is trying to embrace you. So you go through different stages of life and you try to do it at a certain different stages of life. When you were a teenager, you probably did it with certain things. And now that you're older, you're trying to do it maybe with your workplace or maybe you're trying to do it with a group of friends that you enjoy being with. But the reality of it, it's that home, if the reality of it is that if home, it's the only place where you actually belong, then I have news for you. Home, it's only the place where you can be alike everybody else, where you can be in one mind and one spirit, where you can be at rest, where you can be yourself. And we do this all the time. We, we try to accommodate our our life so that we can belong somewhere. But the truth of the matter is, it's that the only place you can call home in your soul is Jesus Christ. You can try everything out there. You can try all the things. You can try to become everything. You can put labels on yourself. You can join groups. You can join gangs and mobs. You can join mafias all you want. You can try it all. And you still will feel that something is missing. You still will feel like something it's not quite fitting and something it's not really gauging with yourself. And that is because you can never fit in a place where you were never designed to be a part of. And your identity, it's rooted in Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Genesis chapters one to five in the creation, it declares that God created man and woman in his image. And in his image, he created them. So you were created to be a part of the home of Jesus Christ, a, a place where you can be yourself, a place where you can just truly take everything out and reveal the inner fears, the anxieties, the depressions, everything of who you are. You can let it out in Jesus Christ. And that is your home. That is where you belong. Because Jesus is never going to say, Oh my goodness, why would you even say that? Why would you even say that you're afraid of that? Because he already knew you were afraid of that. He's never going to dismiss your anxieties and depressions. He's never going to dismiss you because you feel inadequate. He's never going to talk you down because you feel like you don't belong in, in the church. He understands you and he knows it and he gets it. And the most beautiful thing about God is that he was... He was a man. He became a man so he can relate to you. So he understands absolutely everything that is going on in your brain. And because he does that, he can not only relate to it, but he can help you with it. So why don't you come home? Can I tell you something? You are welcome home. You are welcome in Jesus Christ. You are welcome in God. There is enough room for you to be a part of the body of Christ. The Bible says that the apostles were frightened because he was about to go in the cross. And he says, don't worry about it. I'm going up. I'm going to fix a mansion for all of you. I'm going to prepare a place for everybody. And that includes you today. Today, yes, you that you're hearing me, wherever you're at, today is the day for you to come home. You've been wondering for way too long out there. You've tried way too many things. You've done way too many things. And none of that has helped you. 
So can I tell you if you've tried everything and nothing has taken away the anxiety and the depression and the fear, why don't you today you give Jesus Christ a try? Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day where you get to come home. Today is the day where you said, I got to come to my senses and I got to get home because I miss being home. I miss being in a place where I can be myself. I've done everything and nothing has satisfied me. So today, give me Jesus. And if you're feeling that sense, and if you're feeling that sense that you gotta come home, I am telling you in the name of Jesus Christ, don't let fear bind you. Don't let anxiety bind you. Don't let the thought of what will my friends say when they find out I gave my life to God. Don't let, don't let those things hold you back. Today, you can feel safe and sound at the arms of Jesus Christ. Today, is the day of salvation. Today, you can experience safety. You can experience security. Today, you can experience the most peace you've ever tried in your entire life because the Bible declares that God gives us peace and peace abundantly. Peace that surpasses all understanding. So if you're trouble, if you're experiencing fear, if you're experiencing like something it's missing in your life, today, you can find fulfillment in Jesus Christ. Today is the day you do not have to wander anymore. You do not have to wander lost like aimlessly in the world. You don't have to try anything else. You don't have to be feeling that anxiety anymore. You don't have to be longing for anything to fulfill you anymore. You won't have to look at in your partner. You won't have to look for that fulfillment in your job. You don't have to look for that fulfillment in sports or in drugs or in alcohol. You don't have have to look for that fulfillment anywhere else because Jesus has already gave you that fulfillment and he did it 2,000 years ago. Today, you're welcome home. Today, you're welcome home. I don't mean to, to get a little bit uh, too, too real with you, but, but I feel this in my spirit and I feel this right now. The Bible says that we don't know the time that Jesus is coming back for his church and I'm not here to tell you he's coming tomorrow or he's coming in three, four days. I don't know it. I, I, I'm as clueless as you are. But one thing I can tell you is that God's coming back for his church. And we must, we must, we must, we must be ready. And the only thing you have to do is just say, God, I'm ready to come home. God, I'm ready to come home. I have a feeling that there are multiple people watching this sermon right now. And just like the prodigal son, you're coming to your senses. You're coming to your senses. You're coming back to reality. Something that somebody taught you a few years ago, it's coming back to your mind. Something that you heard when you were a little kid in Sunday school, it's coming back to your mind. Something that you heard from a televangelist, perhaps it's coming back to your mind. Or something that you hear from somebody else down the road or that you read in a book or that you saw in a Facebook post or something that your friend in university told you, it's coming back and it's boiling in the inside of you. And you're feeling like you have to respond to this calling and you have to respond to this longing. Well, the Bible says that His goodness draws into repentance. So it doesn't mean that you take the first step and then God responds to your first step. It just means that even before you even took the first step his goodness was already chasing you down because you cannot run enough you cannot run fast enough from God's grace because his grace is chasing you down 
and you are coming back to your senses. Can I prophesy to you right now? You're coming home whether you like it or not. God is madly in love with you. Jesus Christ is obsessed with you. And though he gives you the freedom to choose whether you want to receive him or not, he is obsessed with you so much so that he went on the cross so that you can experience extraordinary life in him so that you can find that fulfillment that you've been longing for. God is obsessed with your life and he wants to spend eternity with you. I understand you. I get you. Life, sometimes God seems so far and your pleasure seems so close and your desire seems so much more real than God himself. I, I get it. I get it. But I'm here to tell you, do not give to fleshly desires. Do not give to momentary pleasure because that's all it is. It's a momentary. It's only a moment and then it fades away. And I don't know about you, but five minutes of pleasure cannot compare to eternity. It doesn't even come close to it. It doesn't even come close to it. But I want to read to you in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, because I think the scripture even brings more clear, more, more, more uh, understanding or uh, light into what I'm trying to tell you today. The Bible says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not yourselves. It is a gift from God, not works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let me, let me clear the smoke here. There is absolutely nothing you can do to earn God's salvation. Nothing. There is absolutely nothing you can do. You cannot pay for it. You cannot work hard enough for it. There is no good deed that you can do that will pay for it. There is absolutely nothing you can do. God's gift of salvation is absolutely free. It is a gift. And the only thing you have to do is to receive it. That is the only thing. He, is, he has already given salvation to you. He already died on the cross for you. He already paid the price. He already paid the ultimate price for you to experience salvation. So all you have to do is say, God, I am so ready to be home with you. All you have to do is come to your senses like the prodigal son and say, God, I am ready to come home. Grace is the unmerited favor of God towards you, towards men. Unmerited. You don't deserve it, just like I don't deserve it. There is nothing good within me and nothing good within any of us to deserve God's grace. Yet, He gave it to us. God's grace has no merit. It's just given because God is that good. Can I tell you something today? This is the gospel. The gospel is good news. And yes, it is that good. It is that good that you don't deserve it, yet God already gave it to you. I know it's hard to comprehend. You might even ask, why would even God do that if I'm so evil, if I'm so mad, if I'm so crazy? Well, that is how God is. God loves the crazy. God loves everybody. God loves absolutely everyone. He is madly in love with absolutely everyone. And you don't have to have merit to receive grace. It's just given to you. God's grace is unmerited. God's grace does not give us a license to sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 1 to 2 says, Will we remain in sin 
so that grace can abound in our lives? And then Paul says, absolutely no. God's grace, it's not a license for you to go ahead and sin repeatedly and have a sinful life. God's grace is just a reminder of how good He is. But we must respond in faith to this grace because God's grace is unmerited. But all you have to say is, God, through faith, I receive that grace. But it doesn't mean you remain in a sinful life because God's so good, He's just going to forgive me one more time. God's grace requires consistency for you to live out the benefits of God's grace. And we're going to talk about this in just a few minutes. Salvation, it's the process by which we progressively appropriate God's grace through the consistency. I want you to hear this. This is very important. And I want you to listen to this. Salvation, it's the process by which we progressively, progressively, there's a constant progression upward through which we progressively appropriate the grace of God throughout throughout the consistency of our faith and holiness. If we will inherit eternal salvation, both faith and holiness must be fulfilled in our lives. So God's grace is chasing you down and only through faith and holiness, the consistency of it, you can experience the benefit of that grace, and that is eternal salvation. It is eternal salvation forever, forever and ever and ever. If you have faith in what God has done in the cross, His death, burial, and resurrection projected on your repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, and infilling of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit, speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, the faith to respond to it and the holiness to walk through it while you're here on earth. God does all the work involved in your salvation. And I want you to understand that this is not up to you. This is not because you're so great, you're so handsome, you're so tall, you're so pretty, you're so gorgeous. Everybody wants to at you on Instagram and Snapchat. This has nothing to do with it. God's grace, it's unmerited and, 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 doesn't res- and is not a respecter of man or woman. It just covers everybody, absolutely everybody. And when we are involved in the process of it, God does all the work and we simply have to allow ourselves to be loved by Jesus Christ. And we receive the salvation and we continue on it. All you can do concerning salvation, it's accept it or decline it. That's all you can do. You can either accept God's salvation or you can decline it. But I am telling you today, today is the day of salvation. You do not want to decline salvation. You do not want to walk away from salvation. You do not want to walk away from what God did on the cross. You do not want to miss out on the benefits that it comes here on earth because salvation is not just about one day going up to heaven. Salvation happens here. Your kingdom come in heaven and on earth. It comes here on this physical earth. You can experience the joy, the peace, the the kindness, the long suffering that God has portioned for you here on earth. The benefits of salvation are not for one day to come, but they're also from here. But I want you to understand, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you very seriously. And I'm going to close on this thought. Today is the day you can experience that salvation. It is time for you to come home. You've wondered for too long. You've been wondering 
for too long. You've been tangling whether I go to church or I don't go to church, whether I believe in God or I don't believe in God. You've been thinking, do I deserve to be saved? Do I do not deserve to be saved? What should I do? Should I do it? Should I not? My mom says this. My dad says this. Shut down all the voices in your life and listen to me in the Holy Ghost. Today is the day you can experience salvation. The word of the Lord is beckoning you. It's knocking at your door and saying, come home, son. Come home, daughter. You see, I believe that when the prodigal son left and he was spending his money and all sorts of things, his father was home praying. His father was home waiting for him. Maybe perhaps his father woke up every morning and and looked around to see if his son was already coming back home. Well, I believe that that's God. God is looking out for you. He's looking around. He's thinking, where is my son? Where is my daughter? Where, where is she? Where is he? What is he doing? Is he coming back now? I am ready to throw a party for him. I am trying to, 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 to raise him up again. I am trying to help him out. But his son was out there in riotous living. And when he was out there and he spent everything, the, the word of the Lord says that all of a sudden a famine came. A famine came. Can I tell you something? Perhaps all of this with COVID-19, it's something that God brought into our lives so that you can come into your senses, so that everybody will realize that it's time for us to come home, that it's time for us to come back home, that it's time for us to come back to to, to realize that Jesus Christ is Savior and His name is above all names and there is a name given to us and His name is Jesus. And in that name, we can experience salvation that today you can experience that salvation. And can I tell you this? The the prodigal son was there and he thought to himself, why will I even put myself throughout all this misery if the servants, the the employees that my dad has are living way better than me? Perhaps I should come home and ask for forgiveness. You see, as humans, we put ourselves down so much and we think, well, perhaps if I come, maybe he will let me be one of those dogs that eat the crumbs of the table. Or perhaps if I come home, I can be one of those people that just uh, sweep the, the church or, or, or do something small. And God is it's ready for you. God's ready for you to come home. And he's saying, as soon as he comes back, oh, I'm ready to use him for great things in the kingdom of God. As soon as she comes home, I am ready to turn her life upside down so that she can become a missionary, so that she can become a preacher. God is waiting for you to take that step towards home. But today, you must make up that decision to say, God, I am tired of running away from home. I'm coming home, whether it takes everything out of me, but I am coming to where I belong because you belong where Jesus Christ is. So stop looking for fulfillment out there and come back to a God that is ready to receive you. You see, the prodigal son thought that he was going to come and then he was going to say, son, get the plower and go mow the grass. No, 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 no. When he came home, the father embraced him and put a new rope on him and put a new ring on him and changed the sandals on him and killed the, 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 the fattest calf. And he did all that because he was ready for his son to come back home. And so he is ready today for you to come home. And that's how crazy and illogical 
His, his, his love towards you is because it doesn't make sense that he gave away half of his riches and when he comes back after he spent it all, he spends even more money to get him dressed, to feed him and throw a party for him. But that's how illogical, that's how crazy, that's how, that's how mad his love, God's love, it's towards you. And if you will allow him to love you today, I promise you, you will never thirst again. You will never be hungry again. You will never stoop down to premarital sex to feel fulfilled. You will never stoop down for drugs or alcohol or relationships or things in this world to fulfill you because God fulfill you if you will only allow Him to love you right where you're at. God can take away all the anxiety and all the pain if you will only allow Him to love you. Today is the day you get to come back home. And I, know you're, and I know you're listening to this and you're questioning it. And you're saying, why am I feeling this? Why am I tearing up? Why am I crying? Why am I even thinking I should come home? Well, can I tell you this? Just allow those feelings. I know you might have questions. I know you might have thoughts. And I know you might have something on in your mind that is bothering you. And you might think, well, I'm ready to come home, but I feel dirty because just before he started preaching, I sinned. Or just last night, I sinned. But today is the day you get to experience salvation. Dirty, doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter how bad you messed up. Today, God's ready to embrace you and God's ready to love you. So I'm going to ask you to lift your hands up and I want to ask you to close your eyes, stand up, and I'm going to pray for you. Lord God, thank you for the unmerited grace that you've proportion us. Thank you for that love and kindness that you've given us. And by the authority of the Holy Spirit and the power of God, I bind every lie of the enemy and I bind every fear and anxiety and I speak the word of faith and I say, son, daughter, come back home because God is ready to embrace you, because God is ready to love on you, because God is ready to take you. It doesn't matter what you did. God is ready to take you in I love you and care for you and change you and give a party for you. Just come home where you've always belonged. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.